Welcome to the Weight Loss for South Asian Women Professionals podcast. I'm your host, certified life and weight loss coach and physician, Dr. Amruti Chowdhury, MBBS. I lost over 92 pounds using the mind management tools I teach. In this podcast, you will learn how to lose weight for the last time by taking control of your mind. Once you deal with the mental weight, the physical weight will be much easier to release. If you're ready for a fresh new perspective on weight loss, you're in the right place. Hello ladies, welcome to the podcast today. So today I was going to do an episode on how we can learn from our kids and use that learning in our weight loss journey. So you may be thinking, how is that even related? But I will get into that just after a quick update on my week. So this week we had some time off as a family at the beginning of the week and it was so lovely. As I've mentioned in the past, I kind of veer towards being an overworker. And so for me, this was a really lovely break from working and being able to just connect with family and do the fun things that I probably didn't allow myself to do previously. So it's been so much fun. I feel replenished. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the week. We made some lovely mitai with my son Vivan and he was helping me kind of roll the laddus and things like that. So it was really fun to get him involved in that and just teach him a little bit about our culture and why we do this and things like that. So it was so lovely and I feel completely replenished. And so I was thinking about how can I make this relatable for you? So what I was going to do today is I was going to teach you about how can you learn from your children and use that in your weight loss journey. So I'm going to give you some examples from my own life and then you can start thinking about how can you see what your kids are doing and learn from them. And if you don't have children, you can think about any other loved one in your life or anyone else who you would like to apply this for. So it's not just for children, you can apply it to anyone. Okay, so as I told you last week, Vire was in hospital, I think a couple of weeks ago now. And for me, I was just absolutely in awe of how he dealt with the whole situation. We were there from, I think it was 1am and we didn't leave till probably 5 or 6 p.m. that day. So we were in for a long time. And normally with children, you get bored and think they get bored and things like that. But Vire, we had no toys. We had no writing or anything. We had nothing. And literally, it was a huge adventure for him. He wasn't scared. He didn't really like the inhaler that he was having because he was a little bit wheezy at the time. But he was just taking it as if it was a huge adventure. I was just shocked. Like I was thinking that he would, you know, start getting tired because obviously it was in the middle of the night. So that's when he's normally sleeping. But no, he just thought that this was a big game. He gets to spend all that time with mummy, just him and mummy. And it was so much fun for him. We were singing, we were playing I Spy, we were doing phonics, we were talking, we were telling stories. And Initially, that for me would have been like, okay, well, yeah, we can do that for like 20 minutes, an hour, maybe two hours, maybe three hours. But for, you know, a good 
15, 16 hours. Maybe that's a long time for that. And I was trying to get him to sleep and things, but he was just not having any of it because he was just so excited. So the lesson that I learned from that was that you may be doing something that's new for you. It may be something that's different, but how can you make it fun for you? How can you make it so that it is a game, so that you are enjoying it? And how I use this in my life is I don't particularly like doing housework and I like having a clean house, but actually doing the housework, mm, it's not really my cup of tea. So what I do when I'm doing the housework is I make it fun for myself. I listen to my favorite podcasts and get pumped from all of that mind management or I listen to the most amazing Bollywood music and I dance away. So I make it fun for myself so that that task that I would like to do, but I don't particularly enjoy, I make it as fun as I can for me. Okay, so another example from Vivan this time. So Vivan often wants to give up when he doesn't know something because he's human. His human brain is like, that's too uncomfortable. I don't want to do it. I don't want to fail. But when he actually finds it difficult and then is able to do it, the accomplishment that he feels and that happiness on his face when he does do it and how proud he is when he's doing it, that makes that discomfort worth it. So just imagine the same thing with weight loss. It's that uncomfortable thing that you've been putting off for decades that you've been trying to do, but actually haven't been able to get to the results that you want to get, which is why you're listening to this podcast today, right? But imagine the accomplishment that you will feel, how proud you'll feel of yourself when you achieve that one thing that you have not been able to achieve all this time. It actually makes the discomfort worth it, right? It actually makes you want to do it even more because you've been struggling with it for ages and this is the time now you're willing to feel that discomfort to get the results that you want. So it's not a bad thing that you want to give up. Remember, it's just your human brain. Your human brain, we have that primitive brain of ours that wants us to seek pleasure, avoid pain and stay how we are. And so when we want to give up, it's only because our primitive brain is thinking it's too hard and that that's going to threaten our survival. But actually, it doesn't think of the end bit where when we actually do figure it out, how amazing we're going to feel and how that's actually going to make things even better for us. Right? Okay, now moving back on to Vire. So Vire is scared of the hand dryer when we're in public toilets. And He's been scared of it for a while and he kind of, what happened over the weekend was he said, no, mommy, I don't want to use the hand dryer. But then when I just encouraged him and I was like, it's okay, baby, if you don't want to use it, that's okay. But if you do want to, look, mommy's using it and it's completely fine. Over the weekend, he just said, no, I don't want to use it. And then within a second, he just decided and he said, no, I am going to do it. Mommy, I'm going to be brave and I'm going to do it. And then, since then, he's like, we went to the toilet at the, if you've got kids, you probably know where I'm coming from with that, 
we went to the toilet probably about five or six times in the time that we were at the restaurant. <laughs> it was quite funny. But what I noticed was that he was able to use the dryer. And then on the fifth or sixth time, he was like, no, mommy, I don't want to use the dryer. But then he just reminded himself that, no, I can be brave and I will use it. So what I learned from this experience was that it's okay to just decide. Sometimes we can literally just decide that we are going to do that scary thing. And it will be scary the first time. But then when you do it the second time, the third time, fourth time, fifth time, it gets less and less scary. Because what you're doing as you're doing it, you are gaining the skills to be able to learn from previous attempts and perfect it. And what it also taught me is that our primitive brain will offer the old thoughts. So when Vera's brain offered on the fifth or sixth time, no, I don't want to use the dryer again, it wasn't a problem. Because what you can do is you can redirect your brain and remind yourself of what you do want to think. So what I'm assuming Vera was thinking at that time is, it's too scary, I don't like it being so loud. And that's because his primitive brain was offering him that thought before he'd tried it. And so when he then reminded himself of, it's okay, mummy's here and I can do the hard thing, he went and did it and he was so proud of himself. So how we can relate this to weight loss is that sometimes we can just decide. We can just decide that this is going to be the time that we're going to lose the weight and we're going to keep it off for good. It doesn't need to be like, I have to feel awesome doing it. It can feel hard, but you can feel brave and you can feel courageous doing it. And that could be the emotion driving you. And what else I learned from this is that it's not a problem when your primitive brain offers you the old thinking that was creating the results that you had before. So for example, when my primitive brain offers me, well, you're not going to be able to do it, it's too hard. I can then not make that a problem. I can just remind myself that of course my primitive brain is going to offer me these thoughts. And it's not a problem that those thoughts are there, but I have the tools now to be able to redirect my thinking to something that is actually going to help me. And what I often think is, I can do hard things. And if it's hard, it's not a problem. I actually thrive on being able to work through challenges. And so when I remind myself of that, it's not a problem that my brain is thinking that thought in the first place. Right? Okay, moving on to Vivan. So Vivan is very inquisitive and he likes to touch things. He likes to look into things. When we go out and about, he will go and explore and things like that. He's always asking, what's this? Why does this happen? What happens when I do this? So over the weekend again, we were at a public, we were in another public toilet and he pulled on the alarm cord in the toilets. And it's because he was exploring. He was thinking, what, what happens if I do this? And when that actually happened, he realized that, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. That big alarm comes on when I press this. So what I learned from this is that it's okay to pull that cord sometimes. It's okay to be the rebel. And when you do the thing that is not following the rules, at least you know what works and what doesn't work. At least you know that when I actually pull that cord, then that big alarm 
rings and I don't actually want to pull that cord again because I don't want that big alarm to, to sound. So how I use this is I allow myself to be a rebel. And it doesn't need to be like, you know, doing like awful things or anything like that. But it could be just being a rebel with your own thinking. When you've been thinking something for so long, it becomes a belief system. Because it's just a thought that you've been thinking again and again. But sometimes, well, a lot of the times, those thoughts are not helpful. And so could you be a rebel with your own thinking? Could you be inquisitive and curious and be like, okay, let me be that detective and find out what's going on. Can I find out why I'm thinking that? Can I be curious instead of judging myself? And could I be a rebel and challenge that thinking? Because it doesn't need to be that way. And if that kind of thinking doesn't work, it's okay. If the action that you wanted to take for the weight loss attempt doesn't work, it's okay. Because what you're doing is you're finding out what doesn't work then. And if you hadn't done that, you would never have found out. So what I often say is that you're either winning or you're learning. And honestly, you never have to look at it as a fail if you think of it that way, right? Okay, moving back onto Vire. I know this is a thought, <laughs> but I'm choosing to have it. Vire has huge tantrums every day and it's worse when he's tired or hungry. And initially when they used to happen, I used to struggle because I was like, okay, why is this happening? And I would get into my own head and, you know, things like that. But when I started expecting them and knowing and trying to look for the trends and seeing what was actually happening, what was triggering them and things like that, when I was being that detective and trying to be curious, then I started noticing patterns. I noticed that, yes, he actually has more tantrums when he's tired or hungry. This normally happens after a day at preschool and I associated that with, okay, he's running around more, he's more tired, he eats a bit earlier at preschool, so of course he's going to be tired and hungry. So when I normalized that those tantrums are going to happen and I expected them, then I could think about how could I actually plan for them better? So now I know he's going to be hungry from preschool, so the food's going to be given to him quite soon after he comes back. And I know that he's going to be really tired, so we stick to stricter bedtimes on those days that he's at preschool. And so when he then does have a tantrum, because I've already thought about this and I've planned for this in advance, when he does have a tantrum and I'm not trying to solve for it in the moment, I can actually practice being calm with him and loving him even when he is having that tantrum. So it allows him to feel safe and it allows him to calm down much quicker. When I was doing what I was previously doing of kind of shouting at him and making it mean something about my parenting and things like that, then I just wasn't helping him or myself. So this way, I was allowing myself to anticipate those tantrums and plan for them. So how can you apply this to weight loss? You can apply it by thinking, yes, my primitive brain is going to have tantrums when I say that I'm going to plan for my food and I'm going to eat the food that I have planned. And if my primitive brain says, no, I want to eat that food. I'm feeling deprived. Why do I not get to eat it? Then you can just hold space for that primitive brain having that tantrum and let it have its tantrum. 
and you can start noticing what are the trends here? What are my triggers? Is it when I'm hungry and tired? Because I know even as adults, we are much more likely to give in to our urges when we are hungry and tired. So I want you to ask yourself, what are the triggers for you? And that's how you can use that and learn from your children having tantrums in this space. Okay, and lastly, I wanted to talk about Vivan and his people-pleasing. So I'm going to be doing an episode on this next week. So I'll go into depth in this next week. But what is people-pleasing very briefly? It's when we want other people to approve of what we're doing, when we're seeking their approval. So with what Vivan does, he often does things. He's a very kind, loving boy. And he often does things and he looks to us for his for approval. And so what we've been trying to teach him is to start approving of himself and start before looking to others for approval, even if it is mum and dad, to have that belief in himself that he can do it and approve of himself. And the more we've been reminding him of that and showing him how he can approve of himself and, and showing him that actually when he does do something amazing, he can give himself a reward with his own talking to himself or with his own thinking and that it doesn't need to be from other people, even if it is mum and dad. Now, we still do it because, of course, we want to teach him how to approve of himself and how to even approve of what he is doing. But just trying to teach him going forward that this is really important to start approving of yourself. So using that in weight loss, it's so useful to start thinking, how can I approve of myself? How can I stop people pleasing others? How can I be okay with other people not approving of everything that I do? and not make that mean anything bad about me, right? So I want you to start looking at your children or your loved ones and think, how can I learn from them? How can I notice those patterns and use them in my weight loss journey as well? How can I use those patterns to start managing my mind? And when you start doing this, This is so mind-blowing because you can get inspiration from everyone around you, from everything that is happening around you when you look for it. So look for that inspiration in your daily lives and you will be able to change your thinking forever. So ladies, I am so honoured to be able to bring you this podcast and for all of my listeners who are celebrating Diwali this week... I wish you a very happy Diwali and as a Diwali bonus, I am, if you are listening to this episode as it airs on Tuesday morning, I am doing a free webinar, which is how to lose weight at Diwali at 12pm Greenwich Mean Time today. So make sure you go to my website, www.amruticoaching.com to sign up. So the webinar will be on Tuesday, the 2nd of November at 12pm Greenwich Mean Time. And you can go to my website to sign up. And it will be talking about all the common pitfalls that come up during Diwali and how to solve them. And we will be creating a plan for you so that you have your own plan for Diwali as well. So if you're interested in that, make sure you come. I Wish you all a very happy Diwali and a very happy new year. And I hope you can bring some light into your lives as well. I love you and leave you now, ladies. Take care. Bye-bye. 
for more free resources and for information on how to work with me, visit www.amruticoaching.com.